Not surprisingly, most episodes of First Time Mums Chat are focused on providing mums with tips and strategies to help launch them on their parenting journey. This week's guest, Dr. Ravi Rajaratnam, is a management consultant. So, what does a management consultant have to offer someone commencing their parenting journey? Well, Dr. Ravi is an accomplished mentor, coach and speaker and specialises in mind and brain wellness and has spent decades teaching business leaders to reach their full potential. He realised that there is a common theme that kept popping up, their belief systems, which always led back to their childhood. This led Dr. Ravi to write his book, Hardwiring versus Rewiring, in which he reveals how-to strategies to hardwire the right skills in your little one during the early childhood development stages. All new parents, anyone involved in the role of caregiving, will learn a lot from Dr. Ravi in this episode. I'm Helen Thompson, and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a childcare educator and baby massage instructor. I know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. So, without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hi Dr. Ravi and welcome to First Time Man's Chat. I'm delighted to have you here and I can't wait to hear all about your new book and how it can help first time mums. Thanks, Helen. It's good to be here. My name is Ravi Rajaratnam. I'm originally from Malaysia. Yeah, I was born in Malaysia. I came to the United States back in the mid-1980s. And I've been in the United States ever since. Currently, I reside in San Diego, California. Married with three adult wonderful children pursuing their own passion and career. By trade, I am a strategic advisor, a coach, a mentor, and also now an author. And one of the biggest things that really gives me energy is developing people. I've dealt with a lot of executives and leaders, making them be the best version of themselves. And through that journey, whenever I'm working with people that are underperforming, when I peel the onion, when I try to go to the root cause of why they're underperforming, it always led to their childhood. And that was one of the impetus for why I needed to write this book called Hardwiring versus Rewiring. I love that name. It sounds to me a bit like sort of electrical. You're hardwiring and rewiring something in a house. But as you say, it's 
rewiring your brain and working on what happened in your childhood, which I think sounds great. Yeah, absolutely, Helen, because if you were to go in and type in the word healing your inner child, that's the new mm, word right mm. now, you know, in terms of healing your inner child to basically rewire. If your audience is in the computer, they should type in healing your inner child and you'll get at least 40 to 50 million results come back. And that shows you how important it is because your inner child is where your subconscious is. And the subconscious mind is where your emotions, your memories, your beliefs of the past reside, right? But then you just step back and you say, why are we healing our inner child when our inner child needs to be filled with laughter and joy and mm -hmm. safety and comfort and security and things like that, right? That's because a lot of them have issues. And that's one of the reasons why I was compelled to write this book, because rather than doing it reactively, rewiring at a later stage, how about getting parenting right beginning while the child is born? by hardwiring the right skill set, the mindset and behaviors. And connecting to those as well. I know you have three main areas that you talk about in the book. And one of them, cognitive development, I think that there's language. And I think there's another one. I can't remember what that one is. Yeah. Yes. So that's another interesting point you made that because as parents, we don't really have an instruction manual. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> right. So we do our best based on how we were raised and what we think is good. So one of the things that I laid out in the book is what are the early childhood development skills? So besides the motor skills, which are more visible, mm -hmm. right? You have cognitive skills, you have language and communication, and you have social and emotional skills. And if you look at it at a very, very high level, healthy development of the cognitive skills would result into like education success and, you know, professional yeah. world and things like that. And the healthy development of the language and communication and social and emotional leads towards social success. Again, that's a very, very high level because all pre-skills need to be nurtured for you to be successful. And the other interesting thing is if you look at these three skills that I talked about, they are directly related to the 21st century skills, which are cognitive, intrapersonal, and interpersonal skills that are very, very important. So there's definitely a connection. So what I've laid out in the book is to give them an understanding, what are the early childhood development skills? When is the critical period for brain development? Because zero to five is what the critical age is. Because a baby is born with a blank canvas. So zero to five is when the baby's brain grows the biggest to adult size. By age three, 80%. By five years old, it grows to over 90% of the adult size. Yes. So uh, that's yeah. the period where your brain is at the highest neuroplasticity, where everything is getting absorbent. A, a clear example is if you see a child, someone who's younger, the ability for them to learn and speak multiple languages, as opposed to trying to learn it later on. Because why? The neuroplasticity is the highest at zero to five. But that yeah. doesn't mean that you cannot rewire your brain. You can, but it's much lengthier, messier process because you need to. First, understand what the root cause of the pain was during childhood, recognize it, and then deal with it, and then try to rewire that. So again, going back to, if you're a parent, if you're a childcare provider, if you're an educator, equip yourself with the strategies that I've laid out in the book to nurture the healthy development, the early childhood development. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say how naught to five is the age where the brain develops because I come from a childcare background and I also teach baby massage. And I'm very much aware of how baby massage can help with the brain development because it's talking to the baby, communicating with the baby. Everything you do, you touch and you're communicating, you're working with their senses and babies are very intuitive. People say to me, but how can you talk to a baby? Babies don't understand, but babies understand a lot more than we give them credit for. Absolutely. Whatever words you speak, all of a sudden they repeat it. How did they get that? <laughs> they were absorbing it while you're speaking and things like that. And you mentioned touch with what you do with baby massage and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. That is so critical, Helen, because our body is basically has two systems. One is yes. the growth and the other one is the relaxing. So when we are stressed, right? The body suppresses the growth system because we are in a fight or flight response. We want Mm -hmm, to survive, mm -hmm. right? Because we want to run from the animal. We want to get out of the danger and things like that. So what the body does is it suppresses the growth system. Growth system is what's required for you to nurture all the development skills. So if the baby is stressed, right? If they are not having the right attention, they're not getting the comfort, they're not being touched alone and hugging and talking to them. That does wonders because... That gives them safety. And mm-hmm. with their safety, when they're in the safety zone, then they're growing. And you're surviving, you're not growing. You're not thinking about, okay, I'm growing. I just want to get out of this danger. So it's important. Touch is very important. Yeah, babies thrive on touch. Somebody once told me a story about a baby in an orphanage who wasn't touched, wasn't communicated with. They were just lying in the cot. They were cold. They were miserable. And they just didn't thrive. Until somebody came and picked that child up and instantly they started responding, started smiling, started communicating with that person because, wow, you picked me up and you've cuddled me and you've communicated with me. I haven't had any of this. Somebody told me that story and I thought that was very interesting. I have that in my book as well to give a graphic example of how neglect causes the child to be developmentally delayed. You know, talking about developmentally delayed, if you look at the United Nations statistics right now, they claim that 250 million children under the age of five are developmentally delayed. Mm-hmm. 250 yes. million. That should be shocking to everybody. And the, under the age of five, and we know zero to five is a critical period. Guess what? What's going to happen when these people grow up? Yes. Into adulthood? You're going to have yes. all these different social issues. So regardless, even if you're not a parent or a child caregiver, you need to start taking action and understand what's going on around the world Let's pay more attention to this, right? And try to play more full out as opposed to doing part-time parenting. Becoming a parent for the first time is challenging, right? It changes your life in every way imaginable. And it's hard to hit the ground running, isn't it? There is so much to learn on all manner of subjects. And it feels overwhelming, exhausting, and even impossible to find all you need to know to help you I've compiled some of the tips for mums that have been shared by the wonderful experts on First Time Mums Chat podcast and put them together in a free guide. These tips are easy to incorporate into your daily routines and will help make your new parenting journey easier. To get your free guide, go to mybabymassage.net forward slash tips. mybabymassage.net forward slash tips. Definitely. And giving them the opportunity to communicate with you and talk to you 
and not always telling them to be quiet, giving them a chance to hear what they've got to say as well, because that brings in the social skills as well, because you're encouraging them to be sociable, you're encouraging them to express themselves. Exactly. We will say things to kids like, at least when I was growing up, right? When I was outside, not necessarily from my family, they say, try harder. It's like, how are we going to try harder if you haven't given me any strategies on how to try harder, Mm. right? So that's one thing. And then on the emotional side, oh, boys don't cry, you know, tough it up. It's like, no, understand the emotions. Why are you having these emotions? Talk about them and tell them Mm. how you deal with it, right? Because if you haven't given them those strategies, they'll grow up as adults and still have that. That's why we have this Freudian slip, right? Because it's back in our subconscious. So as an adult, once in a while, we slip up. And when we wonder why that happened, well, it happened during childhood. <laughs> and um, that's why. With what you do, do you support people who have got childhood issues? If somebody came to see you, would you actually support them with those childhood issues? Would you give them tools of how to deal with those? Absolutely. And the biggest thing, Helen, is you don't need any expensive gadgets. <laughs> you know, the best toy the child could have as a parent, a lot of parenting is role modeling. How are you talking to the child? Are you talking to the child? Are you looking at their eyes or are you multitasking? Are you looking at your smartphone? Are you looking at yes. the things like that, right? How are you talking to others? Are you being respectable? Are you being conscientious? The kids are observing all that, right? So you role model. Even if a child were to ask you a question and you don't know the answer, it's okay to say, you know what, Helen? I don't know the answer, but let's figure it out together. Let's go find out how we can find the answer. You're giving them problem solving skills. So you don't need any kind of gadgets or anything like that. Just simple parenting. All I have to do is do a quick assessment with the parents. You know, it's like, okay, when a child throws a tantrum, what do you do? (laughs) The important thing is let them know that I hear you. I know there's something going wrong with you. Mm. I don't know what it is. You need to communicate to me. Unless you calm down and communicate to me, we can't have this conversation. Mommy or daddy can't help you, right? Yeah. But we're always here and we always love you. But exactly. You've got to give them that space to calm down because they're not going to be able to communicate with you when they're in that state because they're just so emotional and so upset. Then if you, you do the punishment, to... that doesn't work either. No, right? that's right. Because after parents punish them, what they do, they feel guilty and they start rewarding yes. them. So the yeah. child gets conditioned. Oh, this is what happened. If this happened, yeah, mommy and daddy will get angry. They'll punish us. But then we'll get this big reward later on. Yes. <laughs> right? To your point earlier, even if they don't understand, you're talking to them, you're interacting with them, showing that this is how you deal with the world. When you're working at an office, you just don't throw a tantrum with your boss or the workplace. I'm sure people do. (laughs) If you can get away with it. Yes, that's right. But then if they haven't been taught that as a child, they're not going to know that, are they? They're not going to know how to communicate and be sociable. Yeah. And what's so important about zero to five and the early childhood development skills is because 95% of what we do, our day-to-day operations, how we think, how we process, it's all coming from the subconscious. Only 5% of the time, you're consciously doing something. And a simple example would be driving the car. When you're initially driving the car, you're paying attention to everything and things like that. Until you became an expert, you put it in your subconscious and you drive from point A to B and you don't even know how you drove there and you're thinking about multiple other things. Right. Yes. And that's where 95% of what you do is in subconscious. So if the subconscious was nurtured healthily, guess what? You'll do well. If it's toxic, 
I had a lot of stress or trauma, guess what? That's what's going to happen in adulthood. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you see, you know, rewiring process is essentially reparenting. And it's a multi-million dollar industry. Not that I'm knocking them because a lot of this situation, it could be because it was a single parent or a broken family or lack of role model or whatever it causes pain and anxiety. So it's just important that if you have not in that environment, make sure that you are parenting full out, I say, like 100% rather than doing part-time parenting, right? When you're with them. Understand you have to work and things like that, but when you're with them, right? You want to make sure you're there 100%. And that's hard for parents sometimes, I think, because they may be stressed and they may be worked up, but I think you've just got to take a big deep breath in and just relax and just say, okay, can you give me a few minutes and then I'll come and talk to you and let them know that you're like that because I think it's important for parents to let their children know that it's okay to be stressed and it's okay to be worked up but to also show them what the next step is give them the opportunity to come back to you and talk to you if they need to would you agree with that absolutely because you're also teaching them that how to deal with stress Mm -hmm. right like say if they want to go play with another boy or girl they're eight and they don't want to do it you don't force it how do you do that that's a similar example so so many learning experience that you could use in day-to-day activity teaching a child how you cope with this and that works wonders at adulthood yeah, I think what you say is, is very valid and I would hope that parents understand that because I think a lot of them are stressed and a lot of them are worked up with the world that's going on. We've had COVID, we've had umpteen things that are making parents more stressed and take getting their kids off school and getting them back to school. There's been a lot of stresses in the world recently. I agree with you. And that's one of the number one thing a parent could do, and it works for adults as well reduce the amount of stress you're exposing to the child. And to yourself as well. Exactly. Right. So adult and child. So because if you look at all the different diseases and things like that, if you look at the root cause, it's because of stress, Mm. chronic Mm. stress. A little bit of stress is good, but not stress that is prolonged where it becomes chronic. Mm. And that's when you get all these different diseases and things like that. And giving them strategy on how to deal yes. with stress. Yes. Right? Simple thing like t- taking a deep belly breath in and activating the vagus nerve. Oh my God, that was wonders. Nobody taught me that. I had to learn it later on. <laughs> Give me yeah. those strategies to your child. It's like, just take a deep breath, relax, because you have the blood flow and things like, okay, calm down. And the other things like I always kid with my kids. It's the reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. like listen first before you speak seek first to understand before being understood and different strategies like whatever they do at work if they get a nasty email from somebody else go ahead and don't respond to the email but maybe put it in your inbox for a while sit on it for 24 hours and then the next day you look at it oh my god i'm glad i didn't send it they turned out the message and things that similar to the child they are learning so take a deep breath okay uh, let me deal with it later on. What can I do? And use the same strategies. I love with, with working with people whenever they have these kinds of issues because it's just like a, sometimes it works like you're a private eye or police officer asking you all these <laughs> probing questions and things like that. But it all starts with an assessment. And I have a simple formula too in my book that talked about start, stop, and continue, right? Yep, yep. Basically, start looking at all the things that you're doing right now 
that is promoting a healthy development of the early childhood development skills. So what are some of the things you need to start doing if you're not doing? And then start looking at all the things that you should stop doing that are detrimental to the healthy mm-hmm. development. And then what are some of the things that you're doing good that you should continue doing? So it's like a start, stop, continue, quick assessment. Oh, okay, tick, check, and go forward with that. I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting. And I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. You can send me a voicemail message quickly and easily from your smartphone or computer by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash message. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash message. And I think it's good to have a self check because then it gives you the time to regulate yourself. So you know where you're at. So then you can help your child. It's like that scenario in an airplane. Take the oxygen before you give the oxygen to a child. Exactly. Because if you don't have the oxygen, you're not going to be able to help the child. And I remember saying that to my father, and he just didn't understand that. He turned around to me and said, oh, but you're my daughter. I need to support you. I need to help you. But I said, Dad, yes, you do, and I appreciate that. But I've said, if you don't help yourself first, you're not going to be in a position to help me. And he found that strategy quite hard to relate to. Ah, interesting. So if anybody wanted to find out about you and find your book, how would they go about doing that? So my website is probably the best resource. It's www.drrabirajaratnam.com. And I got all my social media handles there and have more information about the resources. I also have a lot of resources that I've used during my research, writing the book from the Center of Disease Control and things like that. And there's a whole lot of things. The biggest thing is, first of all, understanding what are the early childhood development skills. That's number one. Two, understand what are the critical brain development time, zero to five. And then look at the sensitive period of brain development because cognitive grows at a different time during zero to five, the most was this language and communication, social, emotional, and then stop putting together a strategy in terms of how do you, in the book, I talk about the four C's that parents or childcare providers or educators can embed and practice and teach kids. It's basically curiosity, conscientiousness, critical thinking, and compassion. And mm. they're all directly tied to cognitive, interpersonal, interpersonal skills, which are the 21st century skills. So simple strategies where you can embed it in your day-to-day activities and interaction, that'll go a long way. And I pretty much just laid it out, you know, giving you examples of what you can do, whether it is changing a diaper or whether you are having a bath with them or feeding time and things like that. How can you embed conscientiousness, critical thinking and things like that? I like the curiosity because young children have so much curiosity. That's why they ask the questions, why, why, why? Because they're so curious and they like to learn. They like to find out things. They're wanting to find out information. And I think when they start doing that, give them the information that they know and be honest with them too. If they ask you a question that may be a bit hard to answer, be honest with them and tell them the truth or say to them, look, let's find a book so that you can have a look at this and I can read it to you so you can learn more. Exactly. Because if you really look at curiosity, I think that's the basis for innovation as well. 
Because mm-hmm. if you just look at the definition of curiosity itself, it is a strong desire to learn and know something. Actually, it's not only in sparks innovation to also spark interesting motivation to learn, experience, and understand the environment and the world. It is just so critical. And again, like I said earlier, 250 million children under the age of five development delayed, when you have the power to change that, especially when you have 140 million babies being born every year. So if you're a parent, there's no excuse for you to just equip yourself with the simple strategies so that you can nurture them correctly and you're not adding to that 250 million statistic. Yeah. I'll just finish with saying that you don't have to spend a lot of money to do that. Parents don't have to think, oh gosh, I've got to do all these things. I've got to send them to an expensive boarding school or I've got to do all this. You don't have to do that because just taking them outside and doing things with them and introducing them to problem-solving toys and communicating with them and talking to them all the time, you're giving them all that anyway. Exactly. And your point earlier about talking to them, that's where they increased your vocabulary, mm-hmm. right? And there's also a research that was done where people in different social economic situations, the number of words that they have in their vocabulary is much less than a parent that both professionals working. But just mm-hmm. because you're in a different social economic area, it doesn't mean that you can't talk to them. You yeah, just absolutely. mimic everything you're doing. I could talk to you for ages about this because I'm passionate about child development too because of what I do. But is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish? There's a section in my website. If anybody has any question, feel free to send me an email. I'll be more than happy to answer that. I'm more than happy to work with you. I do a lot of speaking engagements as well across the globe. So there's an opportunity for anybody who wants more about what I've just talked about. I'm more than happy to talk about that as well. Well, thank you, Dr. Ravi. I'll put everything you've mentioned in the show notes so that people have access to that. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. I find this subject very interesting because I think a lot of parents may not be aware of the things they can do to help the child. So thank you for sharing your knowledge on that. Thank you so much. My mission is to get my book out to the 140 million parents who are having babies every year. (laughs) Dr. Ravi revealed some great tips and insights in this episode, and I highly recommend checking out his website and new book. That United Nations figure of 250 million children under the age of five being developmentally delayed is going to haunt me for some time. I encourage you to challenge yourself to ensure you're not adding to that statistic with your parenting. I've included links to these in the episode show notes, which can be accessed at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 088. Please help me spread the word to other mums by rating and reviewing my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps me support more mums, yes, just like you, for a smooth journey into the exciting world of parenthood.